your agenda. Uh, why do you need to involve the land? In conspiracy, worry about those that do. Well, because it's harming the country. You have an Whoa. direction. Whoa, David Duchovny? It's going right to my butthole. <laughs> no! Uh, uh, that's good stuff, guys. <laughs> Anyway, let's get started. Welcome to the meeting, everyone. It's us. We're back. You couldn't keep us away <laughs> from recording this, editing it, and then putting it out for you to consume several weeks later. It's conspiracy. Hello, Whoa. it's us. We're yeah, we're here. Hey. I'm, hey. I'm here physically and mentally. Joining us at always, no funny nicknames today. It's Joe Zoller. Hi. Uh, I've been listening to a lot of Coheed and Cambria today, so I am especially prepared to forgive a lover for trespassing against me. <laughs> Good to hear. Uh, across from him, uh, who can forget? It's Eric Ray. Hey, usually I go third. I know. <laughs> Romy's fallen. <laughs> Fuck. And at the bottom of the list today, the pinch hitter, the, the last man in, the the go-to guy, the, the, the real one. standout player, <sighs> the 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 uh, only person wearing glasses. Uh yeah, the 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 rounder router. Uh it's Romy Sklar. Hey, I had something I was gonna say that'd be like funny, but I'm a little thrown by the order change. And then you said <laughs> no nicknames, then you gave me a lot of nicknames. Uh, it's just, just a weird note to start. I think we should just get on with it. <laughs> yeah, and it's me, your terrible host, Jake Ediger. Uh, we are Conspiracy, uh, here for another week to to uh, to share some fun things about uh, a special word. Today's special word is fraud. Oh. Oh. Okay. Fraud. 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 Who's here? He's probably Who's lying. Here? <laughs> Who's not here? See, J- Romy, you know what I did up top? I frauded you. I committed a fraud. I told you there'd be no nicknames, and then I gave you a big fat hunk of names. Oh, man. Damn, you got frauded. Ugh. How does it feel? <laughs> Brutal. I bet you feel like all those people who had their retirement savings absolutely destroyed by Bernie Madoff. <laughs> Why? Because I'm Jewish, Joe? What? What? <laughs> no, because we think of fraud as just an escalation of a prank. A fraud is a classification yeah. of a prank. Yeah, exactly. Anybody like, who lost their their money in like a Ponzi scheme just got pranked. You can even switch the two the words. Wallet. Like, I stole your dead grandma's social security number and have been using it to collect her money for the past ten years. That's a prank. That's a prank. <laughs> you got pranked. <laughs> switch that word right in there at the end. Yeah, there. exactly. Yeah, you can really say anything that somebody judges is a prank. Okay. Any anything you do that is mean to somebody, you can say it's a prank. It could be nice too. You could do nice things as a prank, and I guess that makes it mean. Mm. Like if, like you if say, I hey, deliver hey, the box hey, of chocolates, Romy, what? you look really smart today, and then I said, "Nah, that's a prank." <laughs> telling you, that. but then it wasn't yeah, but nice. Then, but then you're yeah yeah no. I think the nice thing would be, hey, you look like shit. Ah, uh, just kidding. Pranked you. You're looking the best I've ever seen you. I think that would be or, a prank. Yeah. That's good. Or it's like... Okay. Yeah. It's kind of like an opposite well, day thing. Well, just Romy was saying you could any any mean thing, you can just say you were pranking someone. I'm oh. saying nice things could be a prank too. Eric, 
Yeah, but was like, like a nice prank would be like, oh, your dad's dead psych. I put a million dollars in an account for you and you'll be able to receive it after five years of maturation. Double psych. It's the life insurance policy from your, your dad who is dead. And also your grandpa was a racist. So, you know, Man. all good things. Triple prank. Yeah. I think anyway, that's about right. Speaking of racist grandpas, uh, Eric, did you bring something to share today? Man, you don't know how fitting that intro is. <laughs> um have you guys been following the Dean Browning thing on Twitter from yesterday? No. No. I don't know who that is. Okay, so there's this guy named Dean Browning. He is a state representative from um, from Pennsylvania. Okay. And yes, he is a Republican. He's a big Trump guy. And it goes without saying he's a white middle-aged man. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Which was weird because yesterday at 11, he tweeted out, I'm a gay black guy, and I can personally say Obama did nothing for me. My life has only changed a little bit for the worse. Mm-hmm. Everything is so much better under Trump, though. I feel respected, and I've never, and I was never, which I never do when Democrats are involved. So immediately, everyone on Twitter was like, "Oh my God, this guy Dean Browning has the fake account somewhere. Let's go find it." Yeah, and then they found this guy named. <laughs> Dan Purdy. Dan Purdy. Who <laughs> appeared to be uh, a gay black man mm-hmm. who also tweeted out a lot of weird, racist, sexist things. Well, I was so, like, seeing... Checked all, out. Yeah, all of his tweets would include the phrase, I'm a gay black man. I haven't checked, but I'm sure they did. No, because they took that Twitter account down. Wait, so, oh, really? is, Dean, is, wait, so gets, is Dean Browning I'll, actually a gay black man? No, no, no. I'll, I'll let Eric take it the rest of the way from here. I just got excited because I didn't, no, I didn't so know what you were talking Browning about. Dean Browning is still very much a white middle-aged state representative from Pennsylvania. But then they found this guy, Dan Purdy, who appears to be um, the account that Dean Browning actually made. So people are like, oh my God, we found his burner account. But then it gets weird because the picture of that Dan Purdy account, all of a sudden... They was a video made, and it was that fucking guy saying, I am D- uh, Dan Purdy. I sent this message to Dean. Yeah. And then he tweeted it. Yeah. Which was weird, but then people started looking more into it. It, it turns out that guy is not actually Dan Purdy at all. He's a third guy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Who, yeah, you go. <laughs> Who knows shit is Patty LaBelle's son. Yeah. Yeah, I just saw that. I looked this up because I was having trouble following it, but yes. It's so wild. I, the, the original it's, tweet is the wildest part because this this middle-aged uh, 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 congressman, middle-aged white congressman, without context, he wasn't like, this is from a follower, this is from a fan, this is from someone I talked to. He just tweeted as himself that message. So for the first couple hours, everyone's like, what? are you doing did you accidentally like use your sock puppet account or do you think you were using your sock puppet account but posted to your main it's very strange maybe he was on acid and was trying to do like a am living in your shoes type of thing and instead of actually dealing with any sort of like criticism or or like persecution just decided to tweet as a black gay man <laughs> i would have liked that if he'd kept following it up with other like uh, other lived in lives he was going through. I'm a gay black man. <laughs> I'm a. I'm a. That would have been a great like improv-y way to lean in, lean into it. If like instead of acknowledging that mistake, the yeah. next one is just like, 
like I'm I'm a lesbian from New Zealand and like I'm an ex-military just just a litany of it just to bury the like actual mistake yeah I'm an ex-military Native American man I'm a pansexual horse manicurist (laughs) ooh I have sex with animals the weirdest thing about this is it turns out or so far it's looking like it might actually be true which like if there's one way if you're a gay black man for me not to believe on the internet you're a gay black man it's to start the interaction with I am a gay black man and I love President Trump I don't know but that person said that how are you supposed to not believe them because they've said that you know yeah right it's like I mean I will say so on the nose (laughs) Twitter would would have flagged it with their with their questionable tweet stuff if it if it wasn't true yeah not to say that the Democrats don't do the exact same thing but it just seems that the 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 Trump crowd really loves their like token guy like like their one like if they can find one person from one demo that likes Trump we can just write that demo off. We got them. They should be on our side, you know? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I, I watch, We don't do politics we don't. Here. I'm just saying, I watch Nancy Pelosi and uh, Chuck Schumer kneel in, in, like, straight up what you can only describe as, like, Kunta Quinte scarves in the middle of, <laughs> of, 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 of Congress <laughs> as an act of showing solidarity with the protests, which, hey, I love the spirit, maybe. I love... <laughs> But but god damn it. Yeah. Try less. I try, I don't know. I feel like the Biden years is gonna have a lot of that, so I'm pretty excited. Yeah, I I will say though, uh for how it all worked out and for Dan Purdy not being a real person, if you imagine a gay black man with the name Dan Purdy, that's exactly what Patty LaBelle's son looks like. Yes. He also is a funny looking man, I have to say. I don't know. He looks very, <laughs> he, he, he does the front voice. He looks very friendly. He's got one of, yeah, I mean, he's got one of those faces where, uh, fr- like, front facing cams don't do, like, do him dirty and his ears disappear. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, it's just like the, the camera's too close. So you just, like, suddenly don't have ears, which is crazy when you have glasses no. because then it's like, what are your glasses on? How are they? How's that working? That's just wide face gang, and I'm there. <laughs> Uh, this may be a, a side, a slight side note, but um, I, I had yeah. mentioned uh, him saying a, a bestiality thing today. I learned that there's very few laws on the books about bestiality. So if you're if when you're did you learn? Yeah, what context did that come? When you check that in a in a panic? I don't know. There was a conversation. We looked it up. Uh, it's legal in the District of Columbia, Hawaii, Kentucky, Nevada, New Mexico, Texas, Vermont, West Virginia, Wyoming. Yeah, I mean like. New Hampshire, Hell New yeah. Hampshire, and Ohio. You know what that tells me is that those places, not that those places condone zoophilia, but have not had enough occurrences where it was worth the time to write up a law. You're going to you tell me Vermont, Texas, West Virginia, New Hampshire. I mean, every state in the country allows you to inseminate animals. You're just not allowed to enjoy it. Like millions of animals <laughs> are just point. like penetrated and. Uh, <laughs> I would guess that there's 0.0001% of the American population who would love to hear yeah, that argument, wrong. <laughs> I'm sure. Um, I know. I bet you could get more. I bet you could get more who would love it. Oh, man. Some guy having joyless sex with a duck just to get her. <laughs> this is the only way I can afford my experiments. <laughs> man. I would love to be like the libertarian lawyer <laughs> who 
just like as a pure principle thing, his opening argument. Is yeah. Like, I'm not into it. I don't I don't like it. I don't agree with it, but like we should have it, but and I don't like, do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't do it, but we should it should be allowed. But again, I it's not my thing. When we start policing the thoughts that we have we creep closer and closer to abolish. And they're like, sir, I mean, you're defending yourself today in this court case. Uh, <laughs> Listen, there, is there a turtle in my underwear? Maybe. Today, it's my right to have sex with this turtle. Tomorrow, it's the goddamn Constitution. <laughs> and my right to have sex with it. This is the thought process of all constitutional originalists. Yeah. If I accidentally drop fish food on to my penis... And then fall groin first into my fish tank. <laughs> That's too much who fish is, food. Who is the U.S. Constitution you know, in the, to tell me what to do? <laughs> or that I don't own that fish tank? Uh, in the original, much, much, much more salacious Brian Singer version of National Treasure, when they do the lemon trick, when they do the lemon <laughs> trick on the Constitution in the yeah. Second Amendment, it actually they reveal a line that says, "You have the right to fall into a pair of bare arms lovingly and consummate <laughs> the union." <laughs> yeah, they fired Brian Singer after that. <laughs> <laughs> That's what did it. Damn. That's what did it. Yeah, all that stuff about him getting with underage people was just cover. I think we've. Uh really cracked the case here <laughs> uh the the last thing i wanted to say on uh on the dan purdy thing is uh i learned with this dan purdy thing uh that the the creating a a, a fake account to bolster yourself like a, a, a an account on twitter a, sec, a second account to like respond to yourself and do like say good things it's called sock puppeting hmm. it's like a sock puppet account yeah it's like a burner hmm. Right. So now I know that term, but all yesterday I had no idea that that was a thing. So I thought that there was another layer to this story of like a gay black man, a sock puppet, and then Patty LaBelle. Oof. And I couldn't find anything about it. Then I figured it out. But just, you know, now you know. There's definitely sock puppet fetishes, right? Yeah, right? There's furries. Yeah. Yeah, sock I guess. puppet. I mean, Wait, socks a, in general, I feel like most teenage boys have sock fetishes in some ways. If yeah, but we don't put eyes up, on them. Uh, that's yeah. a good point. Like, this if is my friend you, Henry. <laughs> <laughs> Does a sock puppet, is that a hand job or is that a blow job? I mean, I think we know the answer. I think we, well, time out. I think we know the answer. <laughs> I don't think that we need to discuss this. I think we know the answer. Okay. All right, moving on. Uh, I'll go next if no one else wants to take it. Sure. Uh, I'm going to share uh, about a little man. Uh, I'll share about two of my favorite type of con artists. Uh, late 19th century, early 20th century, spiritualists. Uh, you may not know. Some people do. Uh, it early, uh, Late in the 19th century, early in the 20th century, there was this boon of people trying to con people out of their money by pretending to have magical powers or be psychics or be able to do all sorts of weird, impressive feats, you know? Um, they'd make a living out of it. And a couple of them were so either notorious at it or so bad at it that we know about them today. One of my favorites is a guy named Colin Evans. He was a 20th century, uh, early 20th century Welsh spiritualist 
um, who claimed to have the ability to levitate. Uh, what he would do is he would go down, go into these towns, convince everyone he could le- levitate, sell tickets to the thing, get everyone in a room together, you know, a uh, hundred, hundred or more people, uh, and then make the room completely dark, get everyone singing and chanting, uh-huh. and then somewhere when where they're really reasoning an apex of their singing and chanting, a bright flash would appear and everyone could see him levitating in the room momentarily, and then they would have a picture later. Um, that he would sell pictures of him levitating. Now, <laughs> uh, he was discovered to be a fraud. What? No. Sorry. <laughs> Let me. Uh, I was. I missed that. Whoa. <laughs> uh, I know this is a long lead into, but the the funny part of this guy, or at least what I think is the funny part, is how he achieved the trick. Um, and uh, he would. What he would do is he would have a uh, a camera trigger a wire running to his hand in the dark room so that he'd be able to trigger the camera flash and he would trigger it as he was jumping into the air just oh, at yeah. the right time so that in the photograph or if anyone who was looking right at that flat that time it was flash would see him appear to levitate in the midair right i mean it sounds cooler than david blaine's but the effect, because he was jumping, uh, <laughs> makes him look very strange in 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 the picture. Um, I'm gonna share it with you. Real quick. I don't know. That looks pretty cool. I <laughs> that does but look that rad. but that makes I don't know. That makes sense to me though. It seems like he's he's focusing, or he's right. he's bringing up energy from below. But can you see, the lady down here? <laughs> yeah. If you bright. can see the people. Uh, there's there's two pictures of him doing this, but all the people around him look vis- like physically disturbed by him jumping. I imagine him in a dark room, everyone singing kind of softly, or you know, singing. But he has to adjust himself without, you know, get into a jumping position, without alerting anyone to it. Get his feet up on the chair, then leap, trigger it, stiffen up, it, like stiffen up so he get the right picture, and then land. I, I just feel like there's it would have been so obviously a fake that it would have been very uncomfortable once he does the jump, right? Yeah, but I mean, like, I don't know. This is spiritualism. I feel like spiritualism was full of real dim-dims who, like, I don't know, you hear stories all the time about <laughs> about random sets of twins who had a successful career as seance artists because they could click their ankles without touching them, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I also feel that there's probably an effect of, like, you pay, like, $100 and, like, wait in line to see this famous spiritualist, and then you're kind of, like, in the mood, and then you look at him, and it's like, did he just, like, jump? You're like, I don't know, like, it feels like he might have jumped. And then afterwards, people are like, how's that show? You're really excited about that person. You've really been talking about how amazing they are. And they're like, yeah, it was, like, pretty good. Like, you don't want to, like, be like, I was fooled. Yeah, it's like a cult cult thought. Yeah. These guys, uh, he did it once uh, and then tried to do it again, but uh, the second time around, people were pissed. Uh, I'm showing you the other picture of the second time he did it. Oh, Where you can right. really see the air, the, the like the, the directional jump. You could see <laughs> the woman holding her hand on the chair where he used to be standing moments ago. And the, the one of these that he achieved, uh, people were naturally skeptic and tried to prove him wrong, so he tried to outsmart them. And instead of using a conventional camera, he used uh, a gun. Uh, an uh, infrared flash and so the flash wouldn't alert anyone in the room what year was this 
He uh, the first one he did in 1937. 1937. And then uh, Life magazine on it had a bit on him. Uh, in that picture they showed this is a seance heard early in june in london's conway hall the bearded man in the air is colin evans an amateur medium to squelch skeptics of his ability to be levitated by spirits of the dead mr evans permitted a london newspaper to set up its camera in the dark seance chamber when the spirits had supposedly lifted him high out of his chair medium evans pressed a button at the end of the wire in his hand which turned on an infrared light which exposed the photograph you see here in parentheses infrared light does not disturb psychic vibrations Magicians point out that Evans' blurred feet indicate he was simply jumping high into the air. His shoes are unlaced for relaxation. At this moment, everyone is singing tea for two. Some feats of psychic <laughs> levitation baffle scientists, but not this one. This what isn't a- even like, like there are like, I like that they had to ask magicians. <laughs> They're like, what's going on? Ask the magicians. They're like, yeah, you can see that he, he jumped. Well, magicians yeah. were like the classic spiritualist bane. Like well, Harry Houdini, like famously, used to just punk. punk he was the buster, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think this guy was not actually like a famous spiritualist. I think he did no. it. I, I kind of like tagged it wrong. He did it once uh, at Wortley Hall, uh, Wortley Hall in Finsbury Park in in 1937. Um, that's where that first picture is from, and then he tried to do it again a year later, and that's where that second picture. And you can see uh, that it's not as well attended. <laughs> Uh, yep. and people, uh, uh, he performed the same trick. Sitters were not happy and he had to return the money to those who had paid him. I mean, it's like the, uh, that's like the, the, the Shoko Asahara, the, what's, what's the name of that cult? Um, the subway. Yes. Yes. The, the, oh, he, he got, uh, I can't think of it now, but he got famous because he through yoga learned how to boost himself into the air from a sitting like cross leg position oh, yeah, with, yeah, his, yeah. with his ass. And so he would like, he took pictures of himself floating there in the air cross legged because he could jump with just his ass. Yeah, he would like slam, he would sit like cross legged and then slam his, his like thighs and knees down so much, that so he quickly. Would get, that like, he would he'd get like, uh, like a half a foot to a foot of air. It's pretty impressive. I don't think that I'd, you know, sarin gas attack the subway system of a metropolitan area for the guy but i toss a dollar into his guitar but it's like it's impressive in a photo but if you're there you just hear this like the sound of his meaty thighs slapping the ground and him like and so much movement down in that area he's got to be farting up a storm yeah because he was a big stinky guy he was a big stinky guy uh leader of om shinrikyo om shinrikyo it feels like people weren't really quite acclimated to like photos yet, so that was like kind of mystical. Like they're like, "Ooh, there's a yeah, photo yeah, of yeah. it." Like, like this seems like the kind of era where they were pretty close to just being able to be like, "Oh, he held the Eiffel Tower. Like it was I, so small compared to his hand." Right. Romy, I'm going to tell you this. <laughs> I disagree. Photographs have been around for about 75 years at this point, but not that widely. Like not everybody would have them. Like you'd still travel to. Get him right. It was. I think it was still novelty. Yeah, I think I I will give you this. Even if it was, even if they were uh, edging towards ubiquity, the like people don't understand how they were made. The process of a photograph was still somewhat magical. Yeah, I I suppose. I mean, I will say (laughs) it also it also lends the fact that this guy had one successful one and then failed. Right. Like, but I think let's, that uh, people probably figured it out pretty quickly. Yeah, let me uh, let me share one more real quick uh, 
This one uh, you mentioned earlier was uh, was punked by Houdini himself. Uh, I'm going to show you a picture of this lady just to get us started. Eric, can you describe what this what this lady looks like and what it looks oh like is going God. on? Was that my aunt? It's an it's a woman in like a full black veil. Uh-huh. Well, you can see her face. Yeah, she's wearing it's... a black dress. She looks like she's sitting down and she's like. <laughs> vomiting something something's coming out of her mouth right yeah it's either wilted lettuce or lace panties (laughs) (laughs) this is uh this lady's name was uh ava uh, carrier c-a-r-r-i-e-r-e deverne jake that's a movie person (laughs) jake what how do you say it duverne duverne caverne no duverne duverne ava carrier Wait, respell one more time. C A R R I E with a tilde, not a tilde. E with a thing. R E. Carrier. 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 Okay. Carrier. Yeah. Ava. Carrier. Um, her whole thing was she could produce a mysterious substance called ectoplasm from a number of orifices. Oh, okay. Carrier, with the help of her assistant and alleged lover, Juliette Besson, would be stripped down and searched to prove there was nothing on her person. She would then let Besson put her in a trance, um, and after she was asleep for some time, she would conjure up ectoplasm from her mouth that looked, as Houdini described it, like a colored cartoon and seemed to have been unrolled. Um he w- Houdini wasn't able to to bust this one, but uh, later on, a researcher named Albert von Schreck Zing. All I hear, several- is sh- oh, I hear is Shrek. Yeah, Albert von Schreck Nutzing uh, spent several years, 1909 to 1913, working with Eva. Uh, and by the end, uh, it was completely convinced. He published his findings in photographs in a book, Phenomena of Materialization. Uh, this was a book. Uh, supporting her abilities but uh, a skeptic named harry price ultimately used the pictures provided in the in the book to debunk her uh proving that the ectoplasm that was coming out of her mouth was actually cutouts from a french magazine called the the mirror that she had eaten and then was spitting back up and harry price could see uh faces on the paper in the oh, pictures Jesus. I mean, that's a Man. scale, throwing up. <laughs> that would be so upset if I were her. I'm like, you almost got away with it, but you had to skimp on the paper you swallowed. You could have just used plain colored paper. <laughs> She's like, nah, I just got the magazine. I think she wanted all the different colors. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah, I guess it was harder to get multicolored paper back then? I don't know. I, I can't imagine, like, I've seen wet paper. I can't imagine it gets all that different when you start to digest it, right? Yeah. If it's still I mean, like paper, it felt like it, it almost doesn't need an explanation. It's like, yeah, you put shit in your stomach and then like vomit it out. Like it's gonna look weird. I mean, it that's a sucks. spiritualist movement, though. You're you're applying you're applying reason and meaning to things that don't matter and things that you know. I guess yeah. I guess someone might have hit on it earlier. Is that you know. You're not getting to the point where you're witnessing this unless Ava has already marked you as someone who wants to yeah. believe this shit is real. Yeah, you're like you're 99% there and you're just yeah. like I just need to seal the deal. Yeah. It's like any just con. Give me I guess. a little. Yeah. 
I mean, it's that's a, what that's what it comes from, right? Like a confidence man, you you yeah, you have Take the confident, confidence. or you you play on somebody's confidence that they have an understanding of what's going on. Yeah. But sometimes I forget that these people main goal was not necessarily to convince people to convince non-believers that they had abilities, but to convince uh uh fools to give them money. Yeah, I mean right. you play to your audience. Like Alex Jones isn't changing hearts and minds, but for the people who already believe him, man, he's, he's moving a fucking that powder. God. I mean, he's fucking man, moving that creative. He's, <laughs> he's fucking getting he's fucking, it going. He's fucking selling you the apocalypse kits that you need to give your children on their way to school. <laughs> I'm already buying bunker. an apocalypse kit from somewhere, you know? Yeah. 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 If you're going to Might as well it. support the guy. I watch at least seven hours of his YouTube videos a day. It just nothing gets me harder that, that nothing gets me harder than a ration. <laughs> Remember at the beginning of quarantine when Alex Jones was going to eat his neighbor's kids? Did he say no. that? Yeah. Man, I, I've i said it. <laughs> he I was have, freaking out. What are we going to do? I'm looking out at my neighbors. I'm looking at my neighbors. I'm looking. Mm, they're looking pretty tasty. <laughs> Man, I'll tell you, and I've admitted it before, but like, I love, 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 love Alex Jones. And I hate, you can't agree with his stuff, <laughs> but boy, yeah. it, once in every like three months, you get a Joe Rogan where it's just him for three hours. And I'll listen. I'll I tune think, in and out, but I'll listen, man. I think if it's all right to be a Kanye fan, it's all right to be an Alex Jones fan in the same way, right? <laughs> Hard disagree. <laughs> yeah, I would I would disagree with that. I guess I wouldn't call myself a fan. I'd call myself a willing observer. They're both shucksters with mental illness that have a unique uh, talent. Yeah. But Kanye's talent is not his illness. Alex Jones' talent <laughs> is his illness. Good point, good point, good point. Okay, so it was a clumsy, it was a clumsy comparison. My point more being that you could a a yeah yeah if you if you ax out all the harm Alex does very entertaining very entertaining um, that video of him chasing that guy on the street is still it's awesome one of the best things on the internet oh man there's a there's a what's Malcolm Gladwell's podcast oh revisionist uh, history yes revisionist history there's a revisionist history episode where he goes back and talks to uh, a dude who grew up with alex jones yes yes i have heard that what? i highly I recommend it. that to so anybody good. check that you don't even gotta send that after put that in the show notes yeah put that yeah. in the show notes i just said <laughs> the only thing in our show notes is a link to another <laughs> podcast it's just um <laughs> we need to we need to get uh, malcolm gladwell some traffic yeah, he's hurt. <laughs> him and Push, him and Pushkin are going under, man. Oh man, it's, it's we should need to DM him, be like, hey man, we shouted you out on our podcast. So, Malcolm, it's an, it's uh, an, it's an you awesome feel like, podcast. Yeah, it's there's great. also one. There's also one where they talk. I forget who's talking to it, but there's a there's a podcaster and a journalist named John Ronson who is yeah, like yeah. this this like very oh, soft spoken. One, yeah. yeah, the porn one, and he uh, when Alex Jones infiltrated bohemian grove uh uh he asked ronson to go with him to like to show it up and alex jones is like there that night and he's like i gotta go around i gotta i gotta sneak through the bushes and john ronson looks around and he's just like i'm just gonna walk through the door and be confident and just goes up and says like hey i'm here for the party and the guys are like yeah all right and then he's just like standing at the party having a drink next to the bushes and all of a sudden he hears john John, he turns around, <laughs> and Alex Jones is just in the bushes next to him, and he's just like, "Dude, get out here! What are you doing?" Sounds like Alex Jones is like, like a seven-year-old boy at um, like three hours into a sleepover, 
who's like come who's who's come up with like the mission yeah yeah they're like we got to sneak down and we got to get to the like we got to get to the living room without mom seeing us and then we're gonna get all the candy <laughs> it's like chill alex we're just playing video games come on we gotta go in your room. parents room and see what's in the top drawers <laughs> Oh, uh, anytime anyway. Louis Thoreau would like interview one of those guys, it was always like so degrading to Americans because Louis Thoreau, like, he's brilliant, but he has like that tone of just a disappointed parent. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sox Jones would just be like, you know, they they uh, they blew up Oklahoma City, and the government doesn't want you now. And Louis Thoreau was like, why would you say something so hurtful, Alex? Yeah, like, a lot of those kids died. Also, everyone doesn't that make you feel bad. <laughs> also, everyone knows they blew up Oklahoma City. They had to take our guns somehow, Joe. They had to what? They had to try to take our guns somehow. I mean, I oh, can't yeah. argue it. I haven't had my guns since since OK City. So I know. I'll tell you, I haven't felt safe in this country since then. That's I've a, yet. That's I've a, yet. I have yet to get one. my government mandated <laughs> delivery of free guns. Ever since they stopped bombing Oklahoma City, I haven't felt safe. I haven't felt safe since Timothy McVeigh was taken off the streets. <laughs> And I'll be the first patriot to say it. <laughs> I ripped up my citizenship card the other day. Oh, man. Damn. I'm on the loose. You're really I'm going so- in. I'm sovereign, man. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's all I had. Romy, did you did you bring something to share? I did. I wanted to talk about uh, perhaps the most classic or well-known con man of all time, uh, P.T. Barnum. Oh, I have no idea who he is. Tell me about of, him. Of Barnum and Bailey's uh, circus and fame. Uh, was famously said, a sucker's born every minute. But that actually wasn't him. That was a guy who he ripped off, <laughs> who was also trying to rip off people. But one of those misquotes, that's probably just better to say it was him. Uh, uh, did some research on him. Uh, real skeevy guy. Also did not realize he was also just incredibly racist. So I had to kind of oh. pick the the, the, the the fun hoaxes okay, from okay. his canon. But in case you're like really excited by those, just to let you know not to like spout off about how much you love him at parties. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wanted to uh, <laughs> let you know about that. Um, so here's like a, uh, one, one of like his um, his his most famous hoax uh, was uh, the Fiji mermaid. Um, yes, he uh, he opened this exhibit um, uh, and sh- like advertised this mermaid to people, um, accompanied uh, with lectures by Doctor Jay Griffin, who supposedly discovered a naturalist with the British Lyceum of Natural History. The only problems were Dr. Griffin was actually a Barnum hire named Levi Lyman. The British Lyceum of Natural History did not exist. Uh, the mermaid body was actually the head and torso of a baby monkey soon to a fish tail and covered with paper mache. Mm-hmm. Uh, advertisements paper had shown mache, the mermaid yeah. to be like classic, attractive mermaid, uh, little mermaid style. And, uh, but the actual creature, uh, was the withered body of the monkey and a dried tail of a fish. Uh, as a correspondent from Charleston Courier put it, uh, the sight of wonder has forever robbed us. We shall never again discourse, even in poesy, of mermaid beauty, nor woo a, mo- a mermaid even in our dreams, for the Fiji lady is the very incarnation of ugliness. <laughs> in his autobiography, which Barnum sold and revised to, to no end, yeah, uh, uh, he he described the mermaid as an ugly, dried-up, diminutive specimen, its arms thrown up, giving it the appearance of having died in great agony. Yikes. 
Um, yeah. Upsetting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they just stitched these together and threw them in a jar and then said, this is a this is a dead mermaid? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't even know if they could fit that. I don't know if it was in a jar. <laughs> oh, you can get some big jars. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was... Uh, just like the drawings of it are pretty pretty hideous. Um, who came uh, up with this thing? Who was like, you know, who had a top half of a monkey and a bottom half of a fish and paper mache and some twine and a needle and was just kind of like, you know what? It's Saturday. I'm I have my four hours off from the factory. I'm really gonna get into it. So it was this uh, like sounds like a job for carnies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just I mean like. They must be so withered, maybe like preserved, but like just the smell of that must have been. I've been to, I remember one of the few times that I went to a circus, they had like a freak show thing and Mm -hmm. it was just like a hall you'd walk through and they did a lot of that where it's like, oh, see the, this thing and you already have an image of what it is, but it's some mangled corpse in a, in a, in a jar. I feel like they use that trick a lot. For me, it kind of makes sense because, like, we all know what a mermaid is supposed to be, right? But if you're like, we can't, we can't fulfill that expectation. We cannot put a hot girl with a fishtail, right? But we can make this horrific like thing and be like, this is actually what mermaids are. Because part of you is like, yeah, I mean, it's like a little bit of misdirection. Yeah, (laughs) I yeah, I also think that now when you go to a quote unquote freak show, there. I mean, the the one that you saw when you were a child must have been so much tamer than the ones that were traveling the country in, like, the 40s. Oh, yeah. And I per- maybe I shouldn't even use the term freak show. It was, the, it was like, the hall of oddities or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just, like, it's freaking crazy that I went to a, a, a circus. I don't know. Circus is pretty cool. Are they though? Like the like OG circuses with the oh, animals oh, and that, shit. Oh, that I don't know. The Big Apple Circus was fine. Hmm. Man, I'll tell you the the French have it down. I've been to that Cirque du Soleil, and boy, that is a treat. How is that? I've been meaning to check that out. Ah, man, Very I've good. only I've only been on um the on <laughs> under the influence of some some substances. Yeah, wait, has anyone been to Cirque du Soleil not on mushrooms? I I went when I was a kid, so. Um... <laughs> No. <laughs> Let me tell you, I stopped smoking the day I went. <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty wild. Yeah. No, it's um, very, it's you, very cool. When you were a kid, that must have been, because it was, it kind of like came about when we were growing up, right? Cirque du Soleil got famous, yeah, like, like later 2000s, yeah. early aughts, if you will. Now they got shows for everything. Now it's like they have like 20 that tour the country. It's crazy. It's crazy. You but I mean, even... it was, it's, I will say it's really impressive, but the only thing that I could think the entire time is just, you know, you think about like professional sports, you think about the top person at this thing, right? right. The top person that they do. Yeah. How many people aren't the top juggler that gets the fifth act in a Cirque du Soleil show? <laughs> How many people are trying to make it as like the eighth greatest contortionist in the northeast that like can't get that job that's got yeah (laughs) i hadn't thought about that being an unemployed juggler yeah it's not the best you you think you have this job locked down you've been throwing you've been throwing pins up your whole life you know uh and catching them and then some punk comes in you know straight out of high school stealing your steez yeah i mean what i mean you got a hot cock juggler that that comes out (laughs) immediately and is throwing swords and torches 
Yeah. And I mean, you're over here with bowling pins. Yeah, I'm still sticking with and it. rubber you chickens. Like... <laughs> you look like a fool. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I definitely relate to that because as like you know, a as a juggler, as a juggler, three, I'm a three ball guy. A I'm working on four. Yeah, as, as a juggler, uh, um, you know, like I'm just a working three ball, maybe two ball juggler, um, and you know, but I can't find work for the life of it, you know, because everybody else is really showboating. Right, right. You, um, you're more of a keep it to the 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 the. the God, fundamentals. I'm a fundamentals juggler. I'm saying like, You're, look how well I juggle three. Right. And I'll tell you what I'd pay to see a 35 minute show of, and that's Fushigi. The <laughs> <laughs> metal ball that people contact juggle. Oh, I fucking love contact. Juggle. I'll watch. Dude, I'll watch like, Fushigi for fucking hours. Oh dude. man, that stuff's great. Fucking. Um, you know, it's also great. P.T. Barnum's other. Famous hoax, which was so to start with, this came with uh, he tried to buy the American side of Niagara Falls from the US government. Okay. uh, Because he wanted to fence it off and charge people to see it. Yeah. Unfortunately, that deal (laughs) fell through, but Barnum created his own great model of Niagara Falls with real water at his museum. When his visitors uh, found, however, was just an 18-inch miniature model through which a trickle Jesus of water Christ. circulated. <laughs> what a terrible human being. <laughs> it's such a piece. Uh, so this other one, the other one that like he did, that I've, which was he called the Grand Buffalo Hunt. Yikes. Uh, I don't like this. He advertised that he had imported a herd of wild buffalo all the way from New Mexico, along with real-life cowboys to lasso and hunt the big animals for the audience's delight. Yeah. And the event would be free. Okay. So you're like... Come on, like you gotta go. Yeah. But of course, Suspicious. Barnum had a scheme. He cut a deal with the Hoboken ferry operators, giving him a percentage of all the ticket sales for those taking the boat to the island where the exhibition was to be held. And then some 24,000 people came to see what ended up being a handful of scrawny, malnourished buffalo yeah. Barnum had bought for a mere $700. The animals, yeah, grew frightened. <laughs> the animals grew frightened by the crowd and ran away. Easily breaking through the flimsy barriers Barnum had erected to rain them in. <laughs> I feel like that was I like, mean, yeah. Uh, fuck the people who paid for a ticket to go to a to go to a hunt, hunt shipped in bison on an island. <laughs> yeah, but man, what a all time huckster! Think of all the think of all the disappointment and aggravation and frustration that one person is responsible for. Oh my god. I feel like that's the thing just it doesn't really happen anymore because you got like social media, you got like I feel like just you can't just defraud 24,000 people now and people are just like, "Ah, you got me." Well, that's what I was thinking about when you were talking about the Fiji mermaid or the Fijian mermaid. It's just like, "Man, how how did I don't know. How could you how could you check anything back in the day? I mean, how did you ever go to a doctor and just assume that they weren't going to remove your teeth when you went in for like an append- appendectomy. I'm still not entirely sure. Yeah, it's crazy. Don't. There's still I feel like the distrust of distrust of medicine and doctors is, well, is still back. pretty pervasive. That's back. That's, <laughs> that's big. coming. Bring it that's back. coming. That's coming right back. I mean, Joe, internet, I will say we trusted the internet for about 15 years, and then everyone was like, "Nah, dude, fuck that." <laughs> and now we are back. <laughs> That actually did happen to me, Joe, when I tried to get my appendectomy. But the thing was, I had actually go- accidentally gone to my dentist. So it, was on, it was on me. Yeah. They put in teeth. They put in teeth where your appendix was supposed to go? 
<laughs> they gave no. him a little stomach mouth. Wait, and yeah. those teeth got infected? <laughs> I don't understand. Then they had to and be those teeth first. <laughs> Joe, and then this nobody could not knows be what more your clear. teeth do anymore. Eric this could not be more clear, Joe. Eric, let me paint a picture for you, and and I want to see how you react in this situation. Uh, it's nineteen whenever. You you bundle up the kids. You 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 scrounge all your you know two weeks worth of savings to get a ferry ride out to hunt some buffalo. A nice family day out. You get there. All that you see is twenty diseased carrion, and they run away. And now you're left sitting on an island with your family. And all these other schmucks without bison to hunt. The ferry's not back for four hours. What do you do? I know bison can't climb trees. And all I know right now is that there is a large group of scared bison now <laughs> loose in an unfamiliar area. And it is quickly becoming dark. Yeah. Yes. So I guess I would look for any sort of high ground or any sort of tree. And I would just get to it somewhere where bison can't climb. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah. Sin- that's my first instinct: is protect my family. How about this though? Everybody else, they're already on the same page. All of the big trees, there's squabbles at at the base of them. Do you go? Do you fight your way to try to get a position on the tree, or do you go for a second option? I don't know of a second option to stop these bison around me. They already broke through the barricade. <laughs> I'm gonna have to kill one of these other schmucks who came on the boat because I'm not letting my family die. It's coward's way out. Okay, so you go up and you start fighting them, but then, but then one, two of the dads pull guns. Sounds like I'm dying. I don't know. Okay. Fuck, man. What do you want me to say? I dodge it? No, I'm <laughs> dying in this situation, Jake. Eric gave himself a family <laughs> as part of the prompt. Uh, hey, oh, also, is there not I, a family involved? No, I gave him a family. I told oh, him he did got you? His, his whole family. Oh, your whole family? That was important. Oh. I was trying to see how Eric would, would take care of his kids in a situation, and he did not disappoint. He got him to safety. Kept it a priority. Also, why make Hugh Grant, Hugh Jackman, P.T. Barnum? I feel like that is an unfitting in the is greatest that what that showman. Movies about? Yeah. yeah, he's it's a bio it's a biopic of P.T. Barnum. I think yeah. it's a fantasy bio- yeah. biopic because he's a terrible person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Hugh Grant, if we know anything about him, Hugh Jackman, Jesus. Yeah, I mean, if I we know anything see that- about him. He's fantastic. I think Hugh Jackman's too attractive to be a conman. Well, he never needs to lie. I, I think, yeah, yeah. He could tell. Yeah. He could tell me that he killed somebody, and I'd say that's fine, Hugh. <laughs> that's great. I'm so that's proud great, of you, man. You want to prob- do abs? <laughs> you want to do abs? All right, we're we're getting on in time. Uh, Romy, do you have anything else? Or you want to throw to throw to the game? Oh, let's let's throw to that fucking game, baby. Get it going, Joey. All right, you motherfuckers, listen up. <laughs> it's been cold, kind of dry. My lips are C-R-A-C-K-E-D, cracked. And we're going to find out some stuff. <laughs> and we're gonna, and what we're going to do is a quiz. Ooh. Ooh. It's called, and I called, and I named it at the top of this document, the famous Frog's Fact Quiz. Oh, Ed, colon, F-F-F. true or false. Triple F. All right, so here's the get down. I'm going to tell you a fact about a famous con man or con woman. Okay. And you, or con person even, and you will tell me whether it is a true or a false uh, thing. Okay. All right, so we're going to start off New York City. Bernie Madoff, who ran one of the most prolific Ponzi schemes of all time, had a Pomeranian named Flopsy. 
Are you asking the group or one? I'm asking the group. The group? Uh, you know what? I'll, I'll just go one by one. That way just it's go, faster. Yeah, give, give, Eric, this one's for you. Bernie Madoff, yes. who ran uh, one of the most prolific Ponzi schemes of all time, had a Pomeranian named Flopsy. Yeah, rich people love dumb small dogs. Absolutely. That's yeah. true. Good job. You're not a fraud. All right, Jake. Yes. It was reported that disgraced ex-governor of New York, Elliot Spitzer, Spitzer, used to have sex with his pants on and just used to stick his dingle through the zipper hole thing. <laughs> Was Elliot Spitzer blind? Or Mike no, Kelly? no, he was a he was a hardliner. No. He was a hardliner against prostitution, and then was found to be using prostitutes. Oh no, that was def- his lieutenant governor. Yes, oh, was who it? also had an affair. Yes, yeah. yes, that's what it was. Uh, uh, I want to believe that Fred Armisen impersonated both of them. Oh no! Season? Oh my God, that guy. <laughs> what's his name? Yeah, 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 yeah. Bill Hader. Bill Hader did uh, Spitzer. That guy uh, was amazing. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna go. <sighs> yeah. That sounds like the right kind of like depravity and repression to to do to pull the to do the the dick through the hole move. Man, that's false. Fuck. Uh, well, I guess it's unknown, but uh, he yeah. was famous for doing it in his black socks with his black socks. Hey, on. man, they didn't they didn't say whether he was wearing his boxer shorts. That's a good point. Wait, was that like a hard policy, or was it just like they happened to be on? Like they, if he were wearing uh, white every, socks, uh, he would take them off and put on his black. He socks. was famously known for wearing his like <laughs> his like mid calf black socks during. Oh yeah. All right, number three, Romy, are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. Marshall Applewhite, known for starting the Heaven's Gate cult, cut off a foot to prove loyalty to his own invented religion. Man, no way. You saying false? I'm saying false because you know what, like. I don't think he had it in him. That is false. Marshall Applewhite actually back alley castrated himself. Later on, 39 members of Heaven's Gate (laughs) went on to commit mass suicide in 1997. Oh, boy. Yeah, I guess I was kind of right for the wrong reasons there. All time. All right. Um, Eric, famed identity thief mm -hmm. Frank Abagnale, played by Leonardo DiCaprio in the movie Catch Me If You Can, once pretended to be stabbed to get out of prison, only to escape once at the hospital. I don't think that happened. It wasn't in the movie. Wasn't well, in the movie, baby. I'll tell you this. You're absolutely right. He never did that. It'd be wild if he thought he did that. <laughs> we're we're killing it right now. I kinda. All right, Jake. <laughs> In 1967, in Miami, Florida, unsubstantiated storyteller Betty White once acted as the Lugawood, an underground voodoo ceremony, which included the sacrifice of a powerful one-armed child mage in order to extend her life force and bring success to her then-sloping career. Um, there was a lot. There was a lot of the right words in that sentence. Um, I'm gonna go with God on this one. That one's true. Uh, maybe. You know, we have no proof, but I've seen some interesting Reddit theories. Oh, wow. Um, a one-armed child. One-armed child mage. A one-armed um, child mage. That, man, that is a small little All thing. right. Who's up? Romy? Yeah. All right. When I was 12, my parents uh, got me a dog, uh, but only did so after I kept my room clean for a whole month because that would show the level of responsibility needed to own and care for a pet. He was a golden lab named Gizmo, and he was my best friend until he passed five years ago. This is about you? Well, I mean, we're doing famous frauds. Um, I'm going to say no. Yeah, that's false. Even after having a clean room for a month, my parents still didn't get me a dog. (laughs) (laughs) 
All I knew is that <laughs> if you had, if you had had a dog, you would have named it some way weirder shit than Gizmo. I don't know. I named my cats Freed and Harlow. I don't don't think so lowly of me. Yeah, I do. All right, that. Eric. <laughs> now, I mean, I'd just like to like at like the you know at the part way point of the quiz. Uh, it seems that uh, uh, Eric and me are undefeated. Uh, Jake is completely defeated. Well, I think we know point. who the fraud is. I'm a believer. Mm. <laughs> Number seven. I'm definitely the most likely amongst this group to get conned. I'll, yeah, that's I'll a good, that's that. a good I, 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 it's, it's happened before. It'll probably happen again. Wouldn't be the first time you sent nudes to an emailer. Um, <laughs> Nigerian Emmanuel Nwode, who once netted $242 million selling an airport to the head of a Brazilian bank, used to sell used cars. Yes. Uh, that's false. He was the director of the Union Bank of Nigeria, one of the largest banks in the country, and a company with over four billion in assets. Wow, Eric, Eric you're a fucking fraud, dude. Fuck this game. All right, Jake, you ready? Yes. Okay. We got two more. Infinite, okay. inf- infamous Illuminatus. Illuminati, Bill and Hillary Clinton, known for running the shadow government of America in conjunction with the reptilians, forcibly gained DNA from both George Soros and Henry Kissinger in 2002 and used their combined DNA to create Beto O'Rourke. I, here's what I take umbrage with. Um, the idea that Billary would have to forcibly get that DNA. You think Kissinger is giving them their DNA? Uh, I know Soros is giving it willingly, and I bet... I bet they could put some put some stuff together to get. That's a toughie. That's a toughie. Um, false. Yeah, that's false. I mean, I might not like the Clintons, but that's wild. It's a wild theory. <laughs> um, all right. Yeah, and, I mean, uh, I just don't think they forced them to do it. I think they gave them. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I think that none of it. I would guess none of it happened. Um. Well, Beto O'Rourke happened. Yeah, but I mean, Beto's been—he has got birth documents from like the seventies, right? Because those—he was in—he was in a band. Those. He was in a band with the guy from the Mars Volta in the nineties. I like—he's real. You could be—you could be created from compiled DNA of two men and still be in bands. You know what? I'll, you get a next right. question. Last one. Yeah, hit me up. All right, Romy, you ready? Mm-hmm. Unrecognized magician and hesitant dancer Romy Sklar is a liar and all around kind of a shitty person. <laughs> oh man is that it true or false true or false true or false um uh hmm i already shouldn't be thinking about this as long as i am <laughs> i'm gonna go with true because i'm you know i'm pretty humble Nah, man, it's false. You're a good guy, good friend. You're a great guy, Good guy, right? good, guy. Come good on, friend. Come on, man. Idiot. <laughs> you know, I, I just so feel like wrong. you got to lend credence. If people have a criticism of you, you got you to gotta give it. It's I mean, if point. you really paid attention to all of this, all of the answers are false. This is a fraud thing. It's all lies. Even the one about Bernie Madoff, the one that I said was true, that's a lie. I got no idea. I mean, this is all a fraud. What? It's a fraud. <laughs> oh, my God. Damn. Are you kidding? Holy shit. Fucking got you guys, Whoa. man. God, he Kaiser sozade us. I wish. I'm not that what good at improv. Freaking Guys, I just want to say one thing. You think you've been watching me on the Zoom call? It's actually a pre-recorded uh, video of me. And my face is just a cardboard cutout. 
I call fraud. This is a fraud. Which is it? It's a pre-recorded video or your face is a cardboard cutout? (laughs) It's a pre-recorded video. And in that pre-recorded video, it was a cardboard cutout that I was dubbing over. Damn. It almost seems like you wouldn't need to do one of those things. Seems like so much extra effort. You could have just showed up. I mean, if you guys spent $150 on a life-size, car, car, life-size cardboard cutout, would you not use it for the video? I just can't believe Romy, you. you got defrauded. That is too much for a fucking cardboard cutout. <laughs> Who's your cardboard cutout guy? That, look, that was for the design of it. And the, the design? You're more... the design. No, it's no. It's a photo. They, it's a high-res photo. It's they you. They had to put it into a PNG file, and then I had to pay for the printing Proctor on top of it. Oh, which, man. Which you, should not be print. you, you should getting, not be printing off a of PNG. You're getting Procter & Gamble Big Mark. Pharma involved in this? No, P- <laughs> PNG, PNG file, file type. What's that? Yeah, it's a file type. Uh, it's like it's like a JPEG. It's for it's, a, it's, it's for for sharing stuff on the web. Should oh. be said. If I guys send you guys an MP4, will you um, unzip it for me? Yes, <laughs> I've got a bunch of WAVs that I just got burning a hole in my hard drive. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, oh boy, I do really feel duped though, Joe. <laughs> Why? Because you're not a shit. I really like not a piece of shit. <laughs> Oh yeah, man. I also like. I he's also. I I bragged about getting them right halfway through with Herrick. <laughs> yeah, they're all lies. <laughs> <laughs> I was really feeling uh, good. I every one I would get right. I was just like, man. Like I nailed that see, one. See, it's the confidence. Like, That's why they call it a con man. You had confidence. Mm-hmm. You sell him a bill of goods. That's what we're known for around here. Conspiracy full of confident guys. All right. Are we done? Anyway, we are done. This is the end of the show, everyone. Thank you for listening. Check out you Revisionist History. You need history. to go online, okay? You need to go online. Infowars.com. At Conspiracy Loves You. You need to click on that link tree and send all of those links to all of your email contacts, okay? You need to share this episode. You need to rate and review us on iTunes, Okay. Our numbers are slipping, and it's your fault. Gaslight your your apathy. We've been putting out the quality. Now, does it come intermittently? Maybe, but it's quality every time. So, you know, you need to uphold your end and start supporting us, our one fan. I'm talking directly to you, our one fan. Anyway. Does anyone want a less aggressive goodbye message, or are we going to end on that? Nah, man. Follow me on Twitter, BigMoneyLee17. Yeah, what are all our Twitter handles? Yeah, I'm let's, stupid, let's... lazy Jake. Eric, were you on Twitter? Nah, man. <laughs> nah, man. <laughs> well, I'll tweet on Eric's behalf. Uh, follow us online. Uh, rate and review. Uh, thanks for listening. And uh, yeah, honestly, tell a friend. We yeah. really appreciate it. Email us at the meeting with conspiracy and tell us what we're doing wrong. Anyway, we'll see you next week. Bye. 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 See ya. Uh-oh.